can see the demon in you doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit, fuck this shit, fuck this shit, fuck this shit. Everybody say fuck this shit, fuck this shit, fuck this shit, fuck this shit. I'm your host, Dre, back again with the Fuck This Shit Podcast. As always, we start this motherfucker the same way. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this shit. Thank you for all the engagement, all the support. That shit is appreciated as always. Thank you to my favorite children, my real children, those who subscribe for the $4.99. If you're not one of those, if you're one of my, if you're one of my uh, baby mama's other kids, you know what I'm saying, who don't get McDonald's, uh, <laughs> And you want to get McDonald's when I bring my real kids shit, then um, you can uh, <laughs> you can click the link in the in the description and you can become a paid subscriber for $4.99. All of that is greatly appreciated because you know I don't want to work for free. But uh, anyway, uh, let's get started, man. Uh, I uh. I've been living life, bro. Shit's been pretty regular for me. I've been going to work, trying to make this little bread. Um, first month of uh, summer is really slow for servers, so I've been poor, uh, which sucks because I don't like to be poor. I like to be a balling ass nigga, but you know, you get you know from one month to the next, and then you know what I'm saying your bread start to pick back up, and then shit be player perfect again. So I ain't really sweating it. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. I've been kicking it with my daughter, my youngest, a lot. Because my oldest isn't here. Um, that's some parental shit, man. That's a parental vibe right there. When your older kids are gone, it makes you actually parent your younger kids more. And you realize, like, damn, you really do be helping me out a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, so shout out to Bree. Shout out to Bree for showing love. Because, uh, you know, me and Blaze have been getting some quality motherfucking time in. And then also, I was actually able to change my work schedule in a way where... I have two full days off and blah, blah, blah. Some shit y'all don't care about. Some of y'all do, but you know what I mean. Some shit, it, it's not, it's not that relevant. <laughs> but, uh, she, uh, whatever. So I've been with her more. So I've been watching Sesame Street a lot. I told y'all before I was kind of fucking with Sesame Street. Y'all, Sesame Street is a banger. Sesame Street is good as fuck, bro. I being said, y'all, Sesame Street got me up. I'm getting better with my numbers and my counting. My It's teaching me cultural inclusion and diversity. You understand what I'm saying? Problem solving, friendship. I'm really fucking with Sesame Street, y'all. I spend all, basically me and Blaze, all days when I'm off, we just sit and watch Sesame Street. And then we go play, and then we go run errands, and then we come back, and we watch more Sesame Street, and then go to bed. You know, we real niggas who kick it, have fun times together, and watch Sesame Street. You know what I'm saying? Watch the adventures of Zoe and Elmo and Rocco. Fuck that nigga Rocco. Gang, gang. You know what I'm saying? The Cookie Monster song. Y'all, the songs are getting better. The songs, the more I watch the show, if you a parent, 
watch Sesame Street with your fucking kids, bro. Kids love it. The kids fuck with it. And it is it's so not annoying. I've said this in previous episodes, so you know I really feel this way. But, um, you know, that's basically been it for me. <laughs> uh, I did the episode uh, kind of reacting to the abortion shit. And there's been more articles to kind of come out about that. And I'll probably do like kind of a small part two to that. Maybe just kind of uh, some of the implications that have already come from that or whatever. But it's it's mostly all the same thing. But I was thinking about something, y'all. Because I was seeing all these corporations that were uh, saying, you know, they'll pay for the, uh, the the travel costs for their employees to get to a state where they can have safe abortions and all that or whatever. And I was thinking, like, that's dope. Like, that's super cool, whatever. But then I immediately thought about them scamming ass niggas. Like, it's going to be niggas, like, legit scamming their jobs or some like, all I'm saying is, these motherfuckers better have some. They better think it through. They better think through the process that you have to go through to apply for them motherfucking benefits. That's all I'm fucking saying. Because if it's anything I know about niggas, and I hate to say it, like, white people gonna scam too, but, y'all, this this new level of scamming, because I'm black, maybe I just see it in my community, so I'm not, I'm not privy to how much white people are scamming on this level of commerce scam i don't know what you would call it but like i don't know white people doing this so i'm not so i'm not i'm not saying they don't but i don't know any white people doing this all the people i know doing this are niggas the the ppp shit it was white people doing it but like niggas was on it bruh niggas was on snap bruh we was we did that i didn't do that and that's why i was upset when niggas didn't get caught i'm like a hater bro like a hater, I was like, wow. So y'all just going to steal from the government all willy-nilly, you know? I'm, I'm, you know, I, I hope nothing happens to them. But also, then I feel like, a, you know, when you don't do some shit everybody doing because you like, y'all niggas is going to get caught. And then nobody gets caught. You just look like a bitch. I don't want to look like a bitch. I ain't no bitch. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm like, uh, I'm just thinking they gotta. They, they, I'm saying though, they better, they better figure it out. Can, is it unlimited? Does it matter how many abortions you get? Are they gonna be, and also, how is that gonna change the way your employer looks at you? What if you not scamming? What if you just really out here? What if you're not trying to scam your employer? It's just that, you know, you had a bad year. And, you know, this is the third time you've had to come. I'm not trying to laugh, but, I mean, I'm just saying, imagine. You got to come to your employer for the third time this year. Talking about, man, so, you know that little thing that they, that little additional benefit that they added? Do you think I could get the paperwork for the, for the, the <clears throat> for the smorsion? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, HR gonna be looking at you some kind of way like Shotty been in here a few times. Like so there's two so it's you just get lots of abortions, which you know, I know that shouldn't be a joke, but it's too late. It's been made. The joke has been made. Laugh or don't. Um 
And then also the scams. Because I'm telling y'all, there will be scams. Niggas will be, niggas will figure it out. They will be to figure out the loophole. Motherfuckers is going to get jobs at places, work there for two weeks, have fake documentation drawn up that you that they getting an abortion, get their little 14 hun and quit. Talk about they about to get on and flip some. <laughs> Bruh, they not. Niggas, I'm just saying, y'all better be ready. Y'all making these decisions and shit like that. I hope you know your I hope you know your staff and I hope that you really protected yourself. Now I don't give a fuck about a corporation. I hope that I get to come on here and check YouTube and see all these stories talking about how somebody done scammed dick sporting goods for ten thousand dollars in abortion benefits and they never even been pregnant. Like how am I die laughing? And I love being right. That's one of the beautiful things about putting shit on wax. When I come on this podcast and I talk my shit before stuff happens and then it happens, I be like, I told you, dummy. You know, I get to stick my chest all out. You know what I'm saying? Get up on my high horse. You know what I'm saying? And my high horse is a motherfucking unicorn, nigga. Because I'm special. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, uh. I said off the rip that uh, I said the shit about the McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? I said shit about how my real kids get shit. The motherfuckers who subscribe for the 499. I feel like I love them more than the other kids. My other kids are like my baby mama's kids. Why, nigga, that's not me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I'm saying, right? And I'm a, I'm a, and look look look, I'm not trying to jump to jump the gun too much on what we won't talk about, cause some of y'all might not know. All y'all not on social media like that. We all not in the same social media spaces. So, you may not have seen this video of this girl going off on her baby daddy because he brings some food to just his son. But I'm a, I'm gonna play y'all some of the video. I'm not gonna play. It's like the whole thing is like three and a half minutes long. So we're not going to listen to the whole thing, but I'm about to, and if you, and, uh, for the YouTube and shit, you'll be able to see it. Uh, if you, uh, oh, but side note, if you, if you listen to this motherfucker and you not subscribed to YouTube, your mom is a hoe. Go to YouTube, subscribe to YouTube. I put shit that only the subscribers can hear on the podcast in video form on the YouTube. So even if you a broke buster and you want to hear what I got to say about some shit that only me and my real kids know about, you can go listen to it on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? But you, you would know that if you were subscribed because you would have got a little notification. Or maybe you didn't click the notification bell because you think you're a real nigga, but you're not that real a nigga. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know, I don't know. Who are you? Who are you? What kind of nigga are you? <laughs> okay, for real though. Okay, here's the video. I'm about to, I'm about to play, play. Oh, shit. Okay. Woman got mad because her baby daddy doesn't bring food for three other kids she has. here with one meal for my child. But I have three other kids. We have one kid together, but he only want to come and bring one thing to McDonald's. But what about my other kids? How come you can't see my other kids from McDonald's, though? Like, that's bogus as hell. Like, you're not going to sit here and make my other kids feel left out, and you're only bringing one child something eat look there he go and i bet you he only got one thing in there i bet you he don't even i'm finna expose 
I don't know. So people can see how he really is. It ain't more than it ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody. What's up? Because I'm finna expose you. What? Because that don't look that don't look enough for all my kids. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger? One burger, burger one fry? What he like? What do you mean? Okay, what about my other kids? What about your other kids? Dumb That's only that's only half of it. I'm gonna give y'all all my vibes on it at one time. I was gonna jump in and out. Pop can't take that. Once. He can't eat it. Maybe if you had one or two, I can like you know maybe. You got it's four, it's three extra kids. What the? Do I like going to my mother account? Spending money on those all those kids. Them them not my kids. Them are your kids' siblings though. Dumb. So that's, that's that's what you gonna go with. That's the one you gonna. Those go are your fucking kids' siblings. They my my so that means yeah. So don't, so no, I didn't say you have to take care of them. You can bring them something to eat if you bring one something to eat. I bring them food every other day. What do you mean? Mom? Exactly, but you don't never bring food for the other ones. Please you know I get my food stamps on they the 11th. Your babies. Okay, Maybe but I'm saying we share the same kids as well. Absolutely. So if you want to, you, if you feel like I feel the way about eating, Take him in the room and let him I'm not taking my kid or in the room. No, no. You know what? Fine. Give it here. Thank you. Give it here. Give it here. Give it here. Dumb. He ain't eating this. You. Because you ain't bringing up for all the other kids. You stupid. Stupid. Selfish is a. Like, you're dumb as hell. You're dumb as hell. He's not going to eat that. Dumb. Dumb, he's not gonna do it. You can't do it for all. Don't do it for none of them. Buy stupid. 
Okay, so first things first, the fact that because we talking about motherfucking Twitter and Instagram, motherfucking social media as a whole, you know that there's literally a contingent of people who don't see shit wrong with nothing that Shorty was just doing. So, okay. Let, let's jump it off just from, or let's just talk about the video. I won't even make it. I won't even talk about it from a personal level yet. I'll just talk about the video. Whether or not she had a point at all, the way she came at it from the jump put her in the wrong no matter what. And I'm a big, I'm big on that. I'm big on you can start off some shit in a way that's so left that whether or not you was right, you really already wrong. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a way you could come at me where I don't even give a fuck if you right or not. You can't come at me like that. And, and I'm not talking about why is this child still awake? She does not, y'all, she does not sleep. Anyway, and I'm not talking about in the in the way of like just in a relationship, like in a like me and one of my baby mamas or something like that. I'm talking about anybody on the earth for anything. It's like imagine being at work and one of your managers walk up to you and be like, What the fuck is your problem? And you'd be like, uh, you want me to beat your ass in the, in the middle of this restaurant? Like, is that what's going on? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, do you want me to drag you up and down the aisles of Walmart? I don't get, I don't get why you walking up to me like this. They can be like, you know, maybe you supposed to be the stalker at Walmart. You came into work today and you ain't, you know what I'm saying? You've been sitting on your ass all day. You ain't done nothing. You know, you ain't done nothing. But your manager come to you cussing at you, talking to you all crazy and shit. You like, oh, I'm, I might have to beat your ass no matter what. Right? So in a situation like this, she coming at him so left from the jump. It don't even matter what her point might be. She already wrong to me. But anyway, let's let's investigate her point just a little bit. Let's investigate a few things. I took some notes. I had to take a few notes because there was a few things that I wanted to, to, to make sure I mentioned. First of all, first and foremost, if you watch carefully, sometimes y'all got to look at these videos for things that y'all didn't see. What y'all may not have noticed is that my man pulls up in like a 1997 Monte Carlo. My nigga probably only had enough bread for I ain't trying to look, look, look. I ain't trying to talk shit about my nigga fit. I ain't trying to say that my nigga was dressed. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing. I ain't trying to say because I don't even know what what to say. You know why I'm not going to talk about his fit? I don't have a good roast for it. It was just, you know, it looked city trend-esque. You feel what I'm saying? Like it looked like perhaps... It came out of, like, something that's next to a rainbow. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, but whatever. And also, I know that when my man's pulled up in some shit, that definitely is behind on the oil change type shit, right? So maybe my man's bringing his son to McDonald's is really already stretching the budget. You feel what I'm saying? And in the same way that she's saying it, he knew he was fucking with a woman who had, see, I did it, y'all. Real niggas who, if you fuck with the podcast, you're going to know what just happened there. <laughs> gang, gang. Anyway, um, like she said, 
you knew what you was getting into. You knew you was having a baby by a nigga who only had McDonald's for one kid money when you had babies by this nigga. So you should have known that he wasn't going to be the fountain of funds for all these other babies that you already had, apparently. Because apparently all these other babies are younger. Or older, sorry. Which, you know. It's not on that man to feed them kids, right? But there is an air of truth or credence that can be given to the notion that you shouldn't like have one of your kids stunting on their siblings, right? In, in one way or another. But that's a balance. And that's where it kind of gets into my personal shit. But before I get into my personal shit, I want to bring up one or two more things about the actual video. First of all, I don't even know if the shit was real. Because the bitch over here hollering about, damn, I got it right once and fucked it up the second time. Anyway, she over here talking about, oh, you know, I don't get my food stamps till the 7. Then she's switching and say, you know, I don't get my food stamps till the 11. Which makes me feel like it's just just a motherfucker looking for attention online. Because you always got to take that into consideration now. What will motherfuckers do to get popping online? Bro, I put work into this. I come, I spend hours doing research for this podcast, recording this podcast, editing this podcast, putting it out, trying to do all the social media engagement that I'm supposed to do, learning how to do different things, trying different things, you know what I'm saying, coming up with different things in my mind. Like, it takes me all kinds of time to put into this, hoping that one day it'll really get some traction and I'll be able to I'll be able to really bubble off this shit. You feel what I'm saying? Motherfuckers don't want to do that. They'll rather get they'll rather go viral off some goofy shit. They'll rather go viral looking stupid on some diamond and silk shit. You know what I'm saying? The black women who used to be behind Trump at the rallies, that's diamond and silk. So if I ever say on some diamond and silk shit, that's what I'm talking about. Motherfuckers would rather be diamond and silk than I actually have to put in the work. And do something and be creative and build a brand and have something worth motherfuckers actually consuming. They'll rather just be famous off some goofy shit. So you always got to take that into consideration. And always now. So there's that. Then if she is being real, if it's not fake. Whether or not this nigga should have brought McDonald's for all the kids or not, now that he didn't, now you out here yelling at the top of your lungs about how you ain't got no food for your kids because your food stamps ain't came. Like, your kids got to live on this block, bro. Like, even though it didn't look like they necessarily lived in Beverly Hills and no shit like that, still, like, for your mama to be outside screaming about how poor y'all are, it's probably not, like, the coolest thing to have to deal with going home. And then, you know... Not to project it. She definitely didn't seem like the most pleasant mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? Maybe she's super sweet to them kids whenever she walks in the house after she just, I don't know, threw her son's food all on the motherfucking ground over a point that she could have made over the phone. Because that's another thing. She didn't have to make it a scene outside. Because even if even if he would have, what's the best case scenario that he's like, oh, I'm sorry, and goes and gets food for the rest of the kids or whatever? Like, what's the lesson that was learned here? Yeah, that like that's what you want to like model to your children like yeah that's what you do like you got to go out there and go talk crazy to a motherfucker and get wild like okay you could do that i guess but that's not i ain't seen it work that way that often i really haven't so whatever um on to my personal thing though because i do have a personal kind of 
uh, not relationship to, uh, I got, my baby mama got four kids and my, my oldest daughter is slightly different because I had, I had my kid first. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, as she would say. Not my baby mama, this goofy ass on this motherfucking video. But um, she has four kids. Only one of them is mine. My oldest daughter is, is through her. She's got three other kids. And I never wanted to make it seem like I was, like, stunting on them. Or want her to seem like she was stunting on them. You know what I'm saying? Where she got all this shit, but they don't have. But there is a balance with that. Because, like, as a father, you also want your kids to have shit. I don't want my daughter to not have things because her siblings don't have them. You know what I'm saying? Because they aren't my kids. Like, I don't... It's not like, fuck them. It, It depends on what you mean. Because, you know, fuck is a... It's a really malleable word. That's why I love it so much. It is fuck them, but it's not fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you know, when you like drive past some ducks on the street. If you're not a duck loving ass nigga, you'd be like, fuck them. Right. But like, you don't like run them over. You don't want to die or nothing like that. If you seen somebody abusing the ducks, you'd be like, the fuck is this asshole doing? Like, that's how I feel about my baby mama's other kids. I wouldn't want nothing bad to happen to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope they live in great, prosperous lives and shit like that. But I mean, fuck them, though. Like, they not mine. Like, I'm not, they not my, I don't care about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, if by fuck you mean care, I know they can't have any of those. But also, you know, live well and prosper, young niggas. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't want to see them be abused or no shit like that. And I would tell. I would tell. So, I don't know what that means, but also... I don't want my daughter's life to be contingent on theirs because I don't have, because that's really what I mean when I'm like, the fuck them shit is just a joke. Like it's obviously they kids, not fuck them, but they aren't my responsibility. So I can't say, oh, I only want Bree to go as far as they'll go because I don't want them to feel bad. At that point, that's kind of what I mean when I'm like, nah, fuck them. Like they might have to feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I'm thinking about, okay, I need to buy my kid's school clothes, I'm not thinking, well, I don't want to buy her too much clothes because I don't want her to go in there and then they be like, well, we don't have this amount of school clothes and da da da. Like, it's like, okay, like, that's unfortunate. That's an unfortunate reality that they be fa- might be facing, but that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to make sure that my child has clothes to go to school in. So I'm upholding my end of the bargain. And I think the thing that has been stated online that resonates with me the most is the nigga who you need to say have this smoke for is your other baby daddies the niggas who are not bringing the mcdonald's those are the niggas who you need to be all up in their chest calling them all kinds of bitch ass niggas them the bitch ass niggas the nigga who taking care of his kid is taking care of his kid if he not taking care of his kid in a way that you feel respects your children in the best way then that's a conversation you need to have with that man but it ain't his responsibility my kid asked me for mcdonald's and I bring my kid McDonald's, that's a win for my kid. Her throwing the food on the ground to me, that's why I'm like, that's violence. You understand what I'm saying? Like, shit like that is violence to me. And violence begets violence. That's all I'm saying. Motherfuckers act like shit like that is, is not hostile and aggressive in a way 
that demands a response or that can elicit a response. I won't say demands one, right? Because if she would have smacked all that food on the ground, he would have ran up on her. Then everybody would have been like, see, he ain't shit. But it's like this whole time, that's what she's almost trying to make him do. Like, it's almost like she's operating under the premise. You're not going to do shit to me so I can cross any boundary that you may have as often as I want to. And you can't do shit. That's not cool. That's not cool. And I'm not saying that he should have hit her or nothing like that. That's not my point at all. But it's kind of, okay, I'll put it to you like this. The only reason why he shouldn't have hit her is because she a woman. If that was a nigga and he let a nigga yell at him like that and throw his food on the ground and throw his sub food on the ground and shit like that, he a bitch ass nigga if he don't whoop his ass to me. That's how, but, you know, so y'all take that how you want. I could, I, bro, how did the gays do it? How did, bro, what if they was gay? And that was two baby daddies. And one of the baby daddies, bro, real talk, Monte Carlo gay, he got to beat that nigga ass. He got to, bro. He got to be full on. You know what I'm saying? I'm just playing. Don't let me stereotype how gays fight. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not. Y'all didn't see it. If you don't have the video, you didn't see it. Because I did a little thing where you throw your wrist back or whatever like they be doing on the cartoons and shit. But for real. Um. Boy, that got to be tough. You don't have that gender barrier to save you from getting the ass whooping over some shit you probably earned. That's all I'm saying. She earned an ass whooping that day. It's good that as a society, we don't think it's cool for men to beat on women because it's just the the strength thing is too much. But that's all I'm saying. At the point that she's throwing food on the ground. If I had came to my baby mama's house with clothes for my daughter or whatever, and she had been like in my face, like, fuck this shit. You don't got this for this, whatever, whatever. Her husband would have had to come outside and run my fade. Straight up. I would have had to knock on the door and be like, hey, bro, I'm real talk. Somebody got to get the smoke. I can't leave here without something. <laughs> I can't. Niggas is not talking to me like this, throwing my shit all on the ground. Like, no. But anyway, with all that being said, stuff like bringing food, I never did that. I would always take my daughter away from, you know what I'm saying? And we would go do whatever we did and I would just take her back. And that's why I keep saying school clothes so much because clothes and maybe technology type stuff, like maybe video games I might buy or something like that. Those are the only things that I can think of that I really ever did for her that she would have to kind of take back and put in a face in any way. Except for the fact that we did shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'd take trips and go places or whatever, whatever. And, you know, but that's kids. Kids gonna do that. You can't help that. If she feels like she's living a better life, especially at a younger age, when she goes around and she's getting to do things that they don't get to do. Like, kids are savages, bro. They will rub that shit in their face. You know what I'm saying? Kids are... Look, They'll look at each other and be like, your broke ass ain't never rode on an airplane. You know what I'm saying? And that's not even the, the case with my baby mama's kids. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying how kids would be. Like, they don't have no filter. So that's why I say it's not that there's no credence to the mentality that, you know, kids gonna feel away and then, you know, maybe you should take that in consideration, whatever, whatever. But as a father, to me, yep, my onus is to my child. And any other kids that you may have, I wish them well and I hope you can do the best for them. But you need to consult their daddies about them. 
You need to consult the niggas who who who, who had the babies. That's not they, not my responsibility. So I don't even know why we had to have that conversation. To be honest, but I told y'all. It was going to be a motherfucking new segment. I told y'all, new segment alert. I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to call it. I had put this up on Twitter that I, uh, you know, I was like, I think uh, I came up with an idea for a new segment. Because I say this all the time. And I think so many times something comes up where I think, see, that's where you fucked up. You should have said you were a dog. Like, and I don't know if I'm going to call it, you should have said you were a dog. You should have told him you were a dog. But my, my, my point is, in America, right, if you black or brown or poor or immigrant or too problematic, um, just otherwise expendable, right, and injustice happens to you, maybe... You know, you living in Cancer Alley and everyone who, see, this is one of the first things that made me think about that, actually, right? Y'all, if you haven't heard of Cancer Alley, Cancer Alley is like this strip in Louisiana where there's like a shitload of factories that pump pump out all these crazy destructive chemicals and they put shit into the wastewater and all the stuff like that. So surprise, surprise, everyone there has cancer, right? Most of them are black. (laughs) Do you feel what I'm saying? Almost all of them are poor. So no one cares. Because that cancer alley is is nowhere. I was watching a documentary on that, and as I was watching it, somebody was doing something, and they were doing something with their dog. And I thought to myself, bruh, nobody told these white people that there's dogs in cancer alley. Because there's no way that they would let this happen to dogs. Like, they would let this happen to broke Negroes, but dogs? Never. So I'm like, y'all got to let them know that you have dogs. You have to start a campaign. You know what I'm saying? It says... That, you know, you have dogs here. So they'd be like, oh, my God, we can't let this happen. And then they'll improve your living conditions. The same thing with, like, Flint, Michigan, where they were like, there's lead in the drinking water. Motherfuckers was putting it the wrong way. They was like, these young little black kids are being brain damaged, and they'll probably never be the same. And no matter what, they'll probably have lasting damage forever, whatever, whatever. But they didn't say the dogs are drinking the lead water. Bro, they never said the dogs are drinking the lead water. And that's why no one gave a fuck. Because you need white people to care in America for anything to happen. And they only really care about dogs. Do you feel what I'm saying? So the next level thinking of that, right, comes my grandpa, you know, military vet, served in the military for 30 some years, retired, Went and worked for a job corps for another 20 years or some shit like that. Retired. Went and drove a bus for 10, 15 years. Retired. You know what I'm saying? Like, pillar of society, you know what I'm saying? Black man who tucks his shirt into his jeans and puts a belt on on top of that motherfucker and talks sternly from his chest. You know what I'm saying? Wears his hat forward and tells his grandchildren to pull their pants up. You know, and America's black. You feel me? Right? Has a stroke. Now he's paralyzed on one side. My mom's like, hey, my dad's paralyzed on one side. I'm his daughter. I'm going to take care of him because I'm a real nigga. She brings him down here. Long story short, she's like, 
I need more help for reasons that no one could have ever seen coming. She's trying to find ways to get him placed in the right places that he can get all the assistance and the physical therapy that he needs and all these other things, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. He goes like, here, here, here. They're like, you need a paper trail to prove that he can go somewhere. She gets the paper trail. She gets him somewhere. She's like, this place is horrible. They're like, okay, try and get a transfer. They're like, oh, we can't let him transfer because of the paper trail that you created. You know what I'm saying? Like a whole bunch of bullshit where they just like, fuck this old nigga, right? And while they're doing all this, he's in all these different places and various levels of like bullshit conditions, basically where he is now. They watch him at night and my mom goes up there almost every day and like, actually takes care of him and makes sure that he's like actually taken care of the way he should be on a day-to-day basis. He doesn't get the physical therapy. He's supposed to get none of that bullshit or whatever. They would never let that happen to a dog. So what I was trying to tell my mom was we got to tell him Pawpaw's a dog. We got to be like, no, he's a golden retriever named Bud. And they treating him like this. He's in one of those dog wheelchairs where, like, they can only barely get along. But the dog wheelchair is meant for just the back legs. And he's got two left legs. So, like, his doggy wheelchair doesn't even work. He's still not capable of getting around like he wants to. He can't get treats. That's what we got to tell him so that we can get my grandpa the care that he deserves. So, because of my mentality, because of what I've been thinking about, that's why we got the new segment. Maybe you should have told him you were a dog. Y'all gotta let me know how y'all feel about that. I feel like it's fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, And my first story, for maybe they should have said they were dogs. (laughs) You know, just as a whole. Like, and, and you know, now that you know what it means, like, I don't have to explain, you know, each time. You know why, you know, you should have said you were a dog. So here goes the, here goes the articles. Um, At least 40 dead inside a lorry trailer in southern Texas. A U.S. official says at least 40 people have been found dead inside a lorry trailer in a presumed migrant smuggling attempt in southern Texas. The official says 15 in the truck were taken to hospitals in San Antonio uh, where bodies were found on Monday. The official spoke to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity because the information had not been authorized for public release. It may... (laughs) Listen... As a nigga who create content and needs this shit to get released, it is hilarious. It's still hilarious to me how these niggas stay talking about some shit they not supposed to be talking about right now. Like, these motherfuckers have families and shit like that. They want these motherfuckers to get alerted. There's a reason why there's a process for which this information is supposed to come out. And motherfuckers are still on the side like, hey, look, I ain't even supposed to be talking about this. Real talk. <laughs> anyway. Um... It may be the deadliest tragedy among the thousands where people have died attempting to cross the border from Mexico in recent decades because it happens all the time, which again goes to my thing. Anything that was killing a lot of dogs all the time, I just don't think that they would stand for that. Anyway, 10 migrants died in 2017 after being trapped inside a truck that was parked at a Walmart in San Antonio. In 2003, 19 migrants were found in a sweltering truck in the southeast San Antonio. Lorries emerged as a popular smuggling me- method. And lorries are like, uh, I'm pretty sure they're just the, the back of like tractor trailers, like 18-wheelers. 
Um, Lorries emerged as a popular smuggling method in the early 1990s amid a surge in the U.S. border enforcement in San Diego and El Paso, Texas, where the busiest corridors went. Whoa. I'm Floyd Mayweather. I fucked that all up. Lorries emerged as a popular smuggling method in the early 1990s amid a surge in the U.S. border enforcement in San Diego and in El Paso, Texas, which were then the busiest corridors for illegal crossings. Before that, people paid small fees to mom and pop operators to get them across largely uh, across a largely unguarded border. As crossing became exponentially more difficult after the 2001 terror attacks in the U.S., migrants were led through more dangerous terrain and paid thousands more. Uh, heat poses a severe danger, particularly when temperatures can rise severely inside vehicles. I mean, like, listen to some of the stuff they're saying. Heat inside vehicles. Hot days. You can't leave a dog in a car on a hot day. You can't leave a dog outside on a hot day. You can't. Listen. These migrants, you just need to start coming with the dog. Bring El Perro. I think that's dog. I really, I hope that's dog. I'll, I'll speak no Spanish. <laughs> but... Yeah, real talk though, that is, that's crazy and that's sad as fuck. Like, motherfuckers don't realize the conditions that the people who migrate to the U.S. are living in. Um, Just think about it like this. Not many people, anyone who's moved away from their hometown will understand this more than people who never, and even if you haven't, maybe because of some of the reasons you haven't, you'll get this. Imagine how bad it would have to be where you live to move to a whole nother country than everyone you've ever known or loved. Like, uh, so we don't even have to get into the details of how bad it is and why it's that bad and the cartels and da, 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 da. just think on a human level. It's really hard to leave everyone you've ever known to go to college, to do something like super positive when you have the means and resources to go back and visit all the time and stuff like that. When you cross the border illegally to leave your family, that's it until you can get them to where you are. You can't um, until you can get them where you are or unless you get deported or unless maybe there's a goal you like Liam fucking niece and you just come in here to do something real quick and go back. You're not going to see your family no more. You know what I'm saying? That's not practical. There's really no way you get how. Right? Just FaceTime and shit. And that's new. That just came up. And they might not. Hell, you might, you if you flee where you from, what's the likelihood that the motherfuckers on the other side got fucking FaceTime? But whatever, right? So, it's crazy how all that happens. And all that shit, they say the price went up after 2001, after, yeah, after 9-11. They did a lot of stuff. The, the Patriot Act, all that, all that fucking being able to spy on you, all of that increased. And then border security started to increase around that time, too. And it's it's weird in a way, because I'll be honest. How much should. Well, no, no. OK, I've already. So, so I almost did that thing that they do, because what I was going to say was. But, you know, at some point, 
it's not we do we don't want people to just be able to just come and go right unless you believe in open borders which i, I don't necessarily not believe in open borders it, it's just that i don't know enough about what that would look like to say that i advocate for it so i'm, I'm not i'm absolutely not saying that i don't if there is somebody listening to this motherfucker that does they like oh no open borders is really the thing i would love to hear more about why because uh, I just genuinely don't know shit about it. Uh, so, But I was going to say, operating under the premise that you don't want open borders, it's not really the job of the government to make it easier to get over, right? Like, you want to make it harder. So if they charge it more and it's more dangerous because it's harder, that's kind of the government doing their job to a degree. But here's the reason why I disagree with that. Because we don't have an effective enough asylum court system that grants people the asylum that they should need under the circumstances that they're under in a lot of cases to be able to say that everyone coming over illegally should have just done it the right way until you make the right way an actual attainable process motherfuckers who are fleeing death aren't gonna give a fuck about the right way so yeah they should have said they were dogs that's i'm gonna i'm gonna land with that uh Oh, for the next uh for the next one, we've got a we've got a motherfucking video. Um, sorry y'all. I was listening to that song when I was in OKC at the motherfucking we went to this little spot called The Collective. I got a whole playlist on my phone called The Collective. Now the DJs was killing it in there, bruh. I was vibing in that bitch, bruh. They was man. That shit was super dope. Um, okay. I got a cue that. The people at a Northeast Houston apartment complex are begging for help, saying their homes are unlivable. Today's city officials took a tour of those apartments. Janelle Bluda has more on what they're asking for. The website for Sterlingshire Apartments boasts a beautiful, spacious living community. But the residents who actually live there describe wait, 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 a wait, much wait, different wait, wait, reality. Wait, wait, wait. Y'all, this what I be talking about. These apartments be lying, nigga. How they lie. How they lie. I have to... I'm sorry, y'all, who are just listening to the audio of this. Like, the pause doesn't make any sense to y'all because you can't see the pictures. But, y'all, let me go back one more time. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it play through. It's a short video anyway. We got to run it back. This is what the website says you go get. This is what the website says you go get if you move into these apartments. Look at this shit. Online, the website for Sterlingshire Apartments boasts a beautiful, spacious living community. But the residents... Okay. Y'all keep that picture in your mind. Make sure you keep that picture in your mind. I'm about to press play so y'all can see what this shit really look like. Y'all, you gotta, you gotta subscribe to YouTube, y'all. A lot of this shit is getting visual now because I have the, I have the power who actually live there describe a much different reality. But there's a bullet hole right there. 
For Miss Hattie Utley, a bullet through her front window isn't her only worry. The roads will be coming here. The roads will be coming up in there. Kiana Hall hasn't had air conditioning in three months. She and her son sleep in the living room with the only cool air. Because it's so hot, we just try to survive, but it's hard. Robert Russell had to fix his own AC, but his faucet never stops running. And Latrice Bass has to chase the rats away. She says they come in through these holes. We have to Hell no. either plastic or something we find, but they just chew it back in. It took whatever we put in the holes and then run back out. From rodent droppings to mold to holes, almost every tenant you talk to says the apartments are unlivable. I brought the hammer of accountability. This evening, city leaders took a tour of the property themselves. We have to shine a bright light on this. Councilmember Letitia Plummer says the city could shut the complex down, but the goal is to get wait, the issues fixed. Wait, wait, Gotta wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I actually want to pause this for just a second. I want to pause this for a second. I want to go back. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta break this down piece by piece. First of all, right after they show the pictures of what the apartments say it is online, the very next thing it says is, "Look, there's a bullet hole." <laughs> oh my God, these niggas lie. So okay, wait. So she got a bullet hole. There's roaches all in this motherfucker. The ev roaches is everywhere. Uh, this girl is living in, in this apartment with no AC for three months in Houston. It's been 100 degrees damn near every day for the last week and a half, two weeks here in Houston. No fucking AC, her and her son. The other lady, if y'all, if you listening to the audio of the podcast, her, the the holes that she was showing where the rats were coming in and out looked like they were made. Like they were so big, they literally looked like the Tom and Jerry mouse holes. Like Tom and motherfucking Jerry. Like Jerry was going to run out that bitch. She talking about, yeah, we, we got to stuff it full of stuff, but they just pull it back out. Like hell yeah, they just pull it back out. Nigga, you in the way. This really they shit. Then you got to, hold on. Then you got the hammer up. The po politicians, bro, and I probably voted for this bitch because I'm sorry for this woman because I just, you know, I'm I'm a vote Democrat. If I don't know who you are, I'm a vote for you. And she black woman, she probably got a black woman ass name. Her name probably Letitia or some shit like that because that's how they be out here when they be running for office. So it's real easy for you to pick. You be like, am I gonna vote for Letitia Johnson or am I gonna vote vote for? Randy Smith, like hell no, Randy Smith sounds like a white man. I'm gonna vote for Letitia. And now here come Letitia with the hammer of accountability or whatever the fuck it is she said. Hold on, let's let's let it play a little bit. Try to survive, but it's hard. Robert Russell had to fix his own AC, but his faucet never stops running. And Latrice Bass has to chase the rats away. She says they come in there through they these go, holes. There go, there go Jerry. Clog it up with either plastic or something we find, but she they just flex chew it back tape. in. It took whatever we put like, in the hole. Bang, like Billy Mays. Run back out. From rodent droppings to mold to holes, almost every tenant you talk to says the apartments are unlivable. I brought the hammer of accountability. Yeah, the there it is. The hammer of accountability. You hear what I'm saying? They always got something. If I run for when I run for office one day, y'all, not even if when. I'm running for office, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. 
I actually give a fuck about people and I think I'm smart. These motherfuckers be doing it just because. They be doing it just so they can wear a cowboy hat and wave the hammer of accountability. I'm going to have my own prop. It's going to be the, it's going to be, uh, what we going to call it? What, what, what we going to call it? We going to call it the, 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 the doobie of, of, of the debauchery. No, 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 no. That's not good. That's not good for a politician. No, we're going to call it, we're going to call it, uh, uh, the bleasy of, of, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Oh, it doesn't have to. Oh, so she said the account. So it was the hammer of accountability. So it could be maybe like something that smokes. We could be, we could, I could have a blunt. Right now, I'd be like, "This is the fire of injustice." I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out. I haven't figured out what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna have my own little mascot, my own little stupid ass hat to wave around whenever I go do shit. Cause you know what's wild? Real niggas think that shit is corny, but real niggas don't motherfucking vote. So it don't matter what real niggas think. You gotta have a hammer of accountability if you want to be able to change shit in your motherfucking community. <laughs> the property themselves. We have to shine a bright light on this. Council member Letitia Plummer says the city could shut the complex down, but the goal is to get the issues fixed. You got to call 311. You have to have a case number. You have to go through the process. But we only have two health inspectors. So until the health inspector comes here and sets a violation, then nothing can happen. Today, a public works and. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know this because hold on definitely got to put the baby back to bed okay so they trying to say that it's they trying to say they got to call 311 go through the process whatever whatever it's two health inspectors and they have to come and write a report, write a write a complaint or whatever before anything can happen, before the owners have to do anything. Two, do y'all know how many people live in Houston, Texas? Like two, three, four million people. Millions of people live in the Houston area. In actual Houston, Texas, I think it's two and a half, I think it's two and a half million people live in Houston. We got to. We looking it up. Sorry. I know when when I be doing the people be on the audio podcast, I be having them pause. It's 2.3 million people who live in Houston. And there are two inspectors to come get these people in these better conditions. How many people do you think there are who can come to your house and see if you keep your dog under the right conditions? That's all I'm saying. How many people do you think work for the Houston, Houston ASPCA? Who can come out to your house and say that you're not caring for your dog versus the two people who can come see if humans are being helped in good conditions. And you tell me if these people are not doing themselves a disservice. See, these apartment complexes probably have a no pet policy because they know that if they let dogs over there, then the health inspectors with ASPCA would come. And then niggas would know that they had niggas living with rats and mold and 
motherfucking hell no in the sweltering heat employee put a notice of deficiencies on the complex's window but residents say something needs to change not just for them for their kids see, as see, well this is they don't give a fuck about them kids smiling. they don't give a fuck about them smiling ass kids those should be wagging tails feel like i know you just standing here it's like depressing and sad we were able to speak to some of the employees inside of the leasing office. They told us they would send us a statement in response to these claims, but we have not yet heard from them. Back to you. All right. Thank you so much, Janelle Bluda. And late tonight, the city health department tells well, us. You ain't heard from them. What the fuck they about to call y'all back and say? Like, yeah, we is motherfucking slumlords out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, they not about to call y'all back. So they're talking. Oh, y'all write your little expose on us over here, fucking over these people for no fucking reason. They not, they not going to do that. I think the chances of that being the way that that turns out are slim. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for today's segment of, um, did you tell them you were dogs? Because, or you should tell them you were dogs. Or you should have said you were a dog. I'm thinking we going with, you should have said you were a dog. Or maybe we should have got a dog, but Dog got to be involved in your survival, but this is going to be a continuing uh, segment for show because it's always a motherfucker who's getting fucked over by somebody, but they wouldn't let that happen to no dog. Um, what else is in the news? R. Kelly got sentenced. Uh, got a little, got a little, got a little article, a little articulate, you know. <laughs> Uh, R. Kelly sentenced to 30 years in prison in sex trafficking case. Disgraced R&B superstar R. Kelly was sentenced Wednesday to 30 years in prison months after he was convicted on all nine counts against him in a high-profile sex trafficking case. U.S. District Court Judge Ann Donnelly handed down the sentence in a Brooklyn courtroom after several of R. Kelly's victims angrily addressed the convicted sex offender at the hearing. You degraded me, humiliated me, and broke me and my spirit. Broke my spirit, said a woman who went by Jane Doe number two. I wished I would die because of how you degraded me. The woman called an incident when she was forced to perform oral sex on a music star after you played basketball in a car full of your friends. Do you remember that? She scolded Kelly wearing olive-covered prison scrubs over a long-sleeved white shirt and a black mask. You couldn't care less. I avoided your name and your songs and suffocated with fear. What you did left a permanent stain on my life. Um, I won't. I feel like out of all the things that R. Kelly probably did to her, right? This is the crazy thing about the girls who be coming out against R. Kelly and in situations like this. I understand why it'd be taking them longer to to, to come clean. Not come clean. They, they didn't do nothing. Uh, to uh, to come forward. That's what I was trying to say. To come forward with this kind of stuff. Because to say what he did to you, you really got to like put yourself out there to be like, damn, you letting them convince you to do that? Because I ain't going to cap. Like, I know. I feel like it would be dishonest of me to not say that there's a piece of me that, that feels that way. I'm like, damn, like, but I understand there's also a piece of me. That's, that's kind of how I feel. What I know is that shit like that is, you know, 
Motherfuckers know who to pick. Predators know who to prey are, number one. They know people who got whatever going on that's going to make them more susceptible to that. They know how to ease them into bullshit like that. It don't start that way. You know, all that other stuff. I know all that stuff. I do. But the feeling is still the same when you first hear it. When I first read that just now, what I thought was, damn, nigga, like, why did you do that? But it's like, you know, it's a lot more to it than that. You got to, I think it's important to acknowledge both because, and not to go on a tangent, one of the reasons why I think it's hard to get people to kind of come to some kind of nuance or some kind of like growth within themselves is because people want to act like they were never at the space before where they are now. Like everyone wants to make it seem like, Oh, I would never do this. I think all this has always been wrong. I've always felt this way. I've always been this person, but because of that, there's no space for anyone to grow into that person because, because you're not already there. You just a castaway, but I don't believe in that. Right. I believe that it is realistic that there was a piece of me when I read, she sucked this nigga up after he played basketball in front of all his homies. And she's like yelling at him in the courtroom because of that. Like she's yelling at in the courtroom. I'm like, damn, like I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be fully transparent. What I first thought when I heard it was damn goofy. Why are you saying this in front of all these people? But then when you look at it from a perspective of what you know and not how you feel off the rip, it's kind of like she's probably saying that in front of all of these people because to a degree, it's probably something that she felt such a high level of shame that she had let herself do at some point. But now she's kind of coming to the conclusion that this isn't something that she did. This is something that to a degree was done to her. And now the person who did it to her is actually facing some kind of repercussion and that the shame shouldn't be hers. Like he should have the shame, right? I think like on an intellectual level, that's what's supposed to be transpiring there. Do I think that the message hit like that? No, I don't. Even even knowing that that's what I think happened there for her, I definitely don't think it hit like that for anyone who heard it. R. Kelly, anyone in the jury, I don't think anyone in that room was like, oh, she's empowering herself right now. But if it made her feel better, great. I think that's what she was trying to do. I think she thought she was going to have a bar there, and it just wasn't quite a bar. But... You know, the sentiment is the same. She's not a goofy for it. You know what I'm saying? Like I was thinking initially, she's a human who's trying to process through her trauma in front of everyone. So, you know, that's going to be imperfect. The victim stopped speaking momentarily when she saw R. Kelly speaking to one of the attorneys and sarcastically apologizing. I'm sorry. I don't want to. Oh, The victim stopped speaking momentarily when she saw Skelly Kelly speaking to one of his attorney, attorneys and sarcastically apologized. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt your conversation. You're an abuser, shameless, disgusting, she added. I hope you go to jail for the rest of your life. I feel sorry for you. Kelly, 55, was convicted in September of racketeering and violating the Mann Act, a law that bans transporting people across state lines for a moral purpose. The sentence of more than 25 years in federal prosecutors had sought in a letter to Donnelly earlier this month. In a memo during the trial, prosecutors argued that Kelly relied on his fame, money, popularity, and a network of people who surrounded him to carry out his crimes. With the aid of his inner circle over a period of decades, the defendant preyed upon children and young women for his own sexual gratification. He continued his crimes, avoided punishment, and them for 30 years and must now be held to account 
Uh, Jane Doe, number one, cried as she addressed Kelly in court as she spent years believing Kelly would never face justice. I know there are fans of R. Kelly who don't believe us, she said the woman who was 17 when she first met R. Kelly at a concert in 94. I once hope, I once lost hope in our justice system, but restored my faith. But you restored my faith. It's a constant battle and I no longer live in silence. It is inhumane to endure sexual assault, sexual trafficking, and modern day slavery in plain sight. Um... It was sex assault, sexual assault and sexual trafficking, but it wasn't slavery. None of them women were slaves. Like, I'm not, I'm not letting y'all take it to slavery. Like, none of y'all was slaves. You was sex trafficked for sure. A lot of y'all. Uh, the ones who was kids and young, sexually abused, preyed upon sexually, absolutely raped in some cases, more than likely sodomized, almost guaranteed. I'll believe all these things. Check, 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 check. Slaves, you were not. You could have left at any point in time. You could have left. And and that that is not to me indicative of you should have left or you not smart because you didn't leave or anything like that. It's just not slavery. Slaves couldn't leave. That's all. That's literally all I'm saying. Slaves like if you try to leave, they'll kill you. R. Kelly wasn't gonna kill you. R. Kelly never killed nobody who tried to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like he just berates you basically, but he be in their head so much that they be feeling like they bound to that man. But that's not what slave masters did. They didn't trick the slaves into staying. They're like, if you leave we will kill your kids. So, you know, this is different. Um, with that being said, it's crazy to me that she said that this made her have faith in the justice system because really, to me, this is proof of the failure of the justice system. We had a videotape of this nigga pissing on a little girl 20 years ago. And he's just now going to jail. This is not like proof that the justice system works in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion. This is proof that being successful and powerful and having money will get you off of some really obvious shit for a really long time. And if you just like, just or so like R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, these type of niggas, like all they prove is that you can fuck a few kids if you rich and famous enough, just not too many. You feel what I'm saying? Because fuck them kids. That's how the world feels for real, for real. R. Kelly... Bill Cosby, if Bill Cosby would have only raped 20 women, Bill Cosby would own CBS right now, NBC. If it was only 20 and it wasn't 60, Bill Cosby would be, he would have never got charged. That would have been something people talked about that was like, ha, ha, ha. But did he really? You know what I'm saying? It would be like Michael Jackson fucking them kids. Michael Jackson did it right. He was like, I'm rich and famous. I'm going to fuck me two or three kids and I'm going to get out the game. <laughs> and, uh, Michael Jackson got to have his whole legacy. He they, they came out with a documentary after he died. I still haven't watched it. But everyone who I've heard talk about it comes away from it saying like, damn, Mike really fucked them kids. Mike's legacy is still just like an asterisk of greatest pop star of all time. Asterix may have fucked some kids. Bill Cosby could have been an asterisk guy. You know what I'm saying? R. Kelly could have been an asterisk guy. If he wouldn't have got caught by that second round of motherfuckers, if he would have left Joycelyn ass alone and just had pissed on that little girl that we already knew about, R. Kelly would have been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He, R. Kelly might be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, to be honest. I didn't look. If he's not, he would have been if, if he would have just stopped fucking kids back then because that's how American society is. And that's fucked up. 
it's super fucked up. But but that's why when I read the thing and it was like, you know, this is a win for justice. I'm like, no, it's not. It's absolutely not a win for justice. It's it's almost a win for misogyny in a small way. Um, let's see. I got one more thing I want to talk to y'all about. I want to show y'all. And me and Keys, we actually have uh, differing opinions on this to a degree. Not 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 overwhelmingly so. But I came across this video and I had never seen it before. Uh, I had never seen the, the dude who's in it. It's a comedian who's... Uh, He's like, um, he's in a, he's in a target and this motherfucker starts following him or whatever. And, uh, it, and then he ends up confronting him about some jokes or whatever, whatever. But it, it was making me think about a few things, kind of how far is too far is, is where are we as a society as far as comedians being able to talk about people and what's too far and then what is too far of a response to somebody who made a joke about something, right? Um, so, but I'm gonna I'm I'm play this for y'all. It's it's the full video is eight minutes long, so I'm gonna play it, but I'm gonna kind of skip along. I'm gonna kind I'm gonna kind of skip around it a little bit too. We're not gonna just sit here and watch eight minutes of this video. Uh, and if you if you uh listen to the audio of this podcast this is why you're black asking to subscribe to the youtube if you're not black you know you're not black ass you know what i'm saying whatever you are you know come on <laughs> all right I might be tripping because I'm high as a bitch, but uh, I think I'm being followed. It's funny because watching the video, you can like tell how my nigga demeanor changes as it goes on. In the beginning, like right now, he's on some, you know, I think, I think. Dead ass. Yeah, look, he's like, I think this nigga following me. Dog. I swear to God, this motherfucker really following me, dog. You see, he's still trying. He's still in comedian mode. He making faces. You know what I'm saying? Like, watch this. Watch this. Look. I watch it. All right, I'm gonna scoot it up a little bit, cause cause of y'all on the, cause you just listen to the audio, it ain't nothing. <laughs> oh y'all think this shit funny? So I I just skipped ahead. So y'all Somebody call Smyrna PD and tell them I got them a new episode of Fair Part Eight, a fucking fresh one at that. Yeah, <laughs> 
I'm a fast forward to the actual confrontation part. Cause he, cause, okay, so basically, it's a few minutes of him like realizing the homie following or whatever. His demeanor starts to kind of change too. At first, you kind of see he like making faces, like you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Then he kind of like you know, then he start kind of making like loud threats, like out loud, like you know, kind of trying to like I feel like scare the nigga away so he ain't got to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Talk. That's why he said the thing about like oh I got a fresh God. episode of First Forty Eight. Right now, he just walked outside, and old buddy's still following him. Bro, you follow me? I right, look. G yeah, oh, I hope so. Come right on over here to this goddamn car. What's up? I asked you in the fucking store. What's up? Why are you following me? What's going on? Bro, what's going on? I do the videos and shit, bro. What video? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about them? This shit offensive, bro. To who? To me and my community, to my people, my folks, bro. Man, bro, go along with that shit. Do you know that's a fucking joke, bro? Don't walk up on me now. That ain't no fucking joke, bro. Fuck that, bro. It ain't no joke, bro. What's funny about that shit? What if I see you like Oscar Proud? I wouldn't give a fuck well, what you say, bro. Back up now, for real, though. No, keep walking. Right hey, do the fuck you gotta do, bro. I will. Back the fuck up off me, no, dog. No, fuck that, bro. Listen to me, bro. He done pulled the gun Quit out. He done pulled his strap out. So I offended you? You offended me, motherfucker. Obviously not enough, motherfucker. You ain't lost no weight. Don't walk up on me, dog. Dead ass. Don't let, fucking, don't let me video you, bitch. You heard what fuck do I said. Don't do the motherfucking jokes no more, Like I said, don't walk up on me. Don't do the jokes no more, bitch. Don't do the jokes no more. I'll tell you what. I'm finna go do one. Did I do your episode? Do it and see what happens. Motherfucker, if I ain't dead, I'm gonna get to it. Don't walk up on me. Like I said, don't walk up on me. Don't walk up on me. Come up on this fucking automobile and walk with hell. Oh, so the video paid for this? Like, this, this ain't no right guy. Here? This ain't no fucking this video. video. Right this here? ain't no video. This video money right here. I tell you what. This video money right here. Hey, what's up, now? Maybe whatever you wanted to be, bro. You got to see me, man. From here on out, man, you got to see me. What's up, now? From here on out, you got to see me. Oh, it's like that? What's up, dog? I said get the fuck away oh, from my car, Oh, it's like that, okay. Get the fuck away from you my car, dog. You gotta play, boy. You goddamn right. You gotta right. play, boy. You gotta play, Don't let these fucking... Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't let Okay, so look. Basically, if you if you, if you you was watching it, you seen what happened. If you on the... If you just on the audio part of the podcast, uh, he runs up on him. He does all that capping or whatever. He's still making jokes and shit like that to a degree, but he clearly not playing no more. Um... He pulled he pulled the strap out or whatever. Homie still not really backing up off him or whatever. He go inside, get the clip, and cock that motherfucker, and that's when you start to hear him talking about, oh, it's like that. Well, you gonna have to see me play, boy. Da, 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 da. The video actually goes on a little bit farther, and he sees that homie was parked next to him the whole time. Now he like pissed, like, what the fuck? Like, that's why I don't even do these videos no more. Da, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. So that's why I say I wanted to play that because it brought up something that made me just really think of like a whole kind of conversation that I wanted to have to a degree. What's too far? 
what's too far of a reaction, whatever, whatever, whatever. Before that, I want to just kind of talk about the situation on his face. As uh, I ain't nowhere near this level yet. And this nigga is not that famous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that like he he ain't like Ricky Smiley or nothing like that or whatever. Like, and I, I'm not to throw shade on him just to kind of give a, a, uh, an understanding of like what level of fame my nigga is on. Like he was walking around Target and didn't expect nobody to walk up on him on no like, oh, you comedian Justin Whitehead. That's his name. I'm pretty sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? He he feel like I'm I'm still a regular guy. You know what I'm saying? I, I got my little buzz, but whatever, right? Um, but as somebody who creates content, you know, I'm trying to get to that point. I'm trying to get beyond that point. Whatever, whatever, whatever. If you run up on me, it's gonna be a motherfucking problem, first of all. But let's just rewind, right? If I knew I was at the space that he's in and I'm walking around, and even if I whatever i'm walking around the store and i could tell this motherfucker following me like they follow me everywhere i'm going type shit i'm already nervous bro excuse me niggas be robbing motherfuckers out here niggas be on some crazy shit over women out here like you never know motherfucker might think you somebody you not motherfucker might just be having a bad day looking for somebody head to try and knock off and now you over here in a position where you got to defend yourself when you was just trying to go to the store like when nobody trying to do that so, huh. he walking around getting followed the whole time. He he say something to homie, and he not really saying nothing in the store. Then he get out, he say something again, and then homie walk up to him. You know what I'm saying? On some, you know, then he start flaming him up. First of all, my nigga really could have avoided the situation. If he would have just kept walking around Target because, and disclaimer here, I'm the type of motherfucker who I don't come for nobody who don't deserve coming from. But once you do some goofy ass shit, like follow a comedian around a store and then approach him outside talking about you offensive to my community, da, 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 whatever, whatever. That shit is fucking corny to me, bro. That shit is corny to me. That shit is corny to me, it's 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 corny to me. If you don't like what a nigga say, if you don't like the content, if the joke not funny, you just don't fucking listen to it. But running up on real people in real life, that shit will get you killed. So, like, that's corny to me, that nigga's a corny nigga, so he go get these jokes. First of all, since when the fat people in the community? Did I miss something? Then we have the black community, the gay community, right? Latinx. Trans community, subsect of the gay community. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the international community. You feel what I'm saying? The fat community? Fat niggas got a group? Y'all gangbanging now? Y'all got a, a fucking bat sign? Is it a cheeseburger? I'm kind of, I'm skinny fat. You know what I'm saying? Am I gang? Do I get a newsletter? Do you, do I have to stay a certain level of fat to be a part of this? What's the community standards? Who's fat and who's not? Are we a marginalized group? Are we oppressed? Are we just together like on some club shit? What's the fat community, nigga, since we all offended? Or since y'all all offended? I don't know if I'm gay. Dumbass nigga. But he could have. He could have just hit some laps. That's what that nigga should have done. When he seen that fat motherfucker following him, he should have just kept walking around Target. I ought to work this big ass out. You want to follow me with your fat ass? All right. How many times can you walk around Target? I can walk around Target all day, nigga. Can you walk around Target all day nonstop? Don't cut no corners, nigga. 
Don't try and cut through the middle of the store or cut through the toy section or nothing like that. No, nigga, you following me? Follow me, nigga. Let's go. One, two, three. Left, 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 right, left with your fat ass. I'm not playing. I'm on your head, nigga. You do some goofy shit like follow me around the store. You all kinds of fat fucks, nigga. I'm going to flame your dumb ass up and I'm going to murder you in the parking lot if you run up on me, nigga. You need to get up out my face. Nigga, in Texas? And see, that's the thing. Keys was telling me that the comedian nigga was a goofy because of the way he was pulling that gun out and not doing shit with it. He was saying that that in and of itself is actually a crime. It's called brandishing a weapon. I never looked into it. I just trusted that my nigga knew what he was talking about because Keys run around with a pistol on him in Oklahoma. And I know that he the type of nigga who not trying to ever be out of the context of the law because he know that they'll bam your ass up over that shit. So Keys ready to like do what he need to do under the legal way. You know what I'm saying? So when he told me that's what it was, I just believed him. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I was telling him that I felt like the reason why he was just trying to show him the pistols because at the end of the day, what he wanted was for him to leave him the fuck alone. He didn't want to kill that man, but he also like, you are a threat to me in a way right now, in a real direct way. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you have. I don't know what you would do to me. And that's the crazy thing about how laws work, right? If he was a white man, he would have killed him. If you just like ran up on a random white nigga in Texas, talking shit to him, you keep pushing up on you to follow him all the way to his car and some more shit in a place with all them cameras, bruh, he would have snuffed your ass in that parking lot and went home and ate his corned beef hash with his white wife tonight. You hear what I'm saying? Period. But, like, we know, black men, we know that them kind of laws, stand your ground laws, shit like that, they don't apply to us in the same way. They would have told us that we should have exercised every legal requirement of restraint that requires a firearm in the book. So it's just different. And that's why I feel like he didn't shoot him. Because A, he ain't want to murder that nigga over some shit like that. And B, it's like, uh, you know, he's just, he's, he's just trying to neutralize the threat in like the most... So this is, I guess, where me and Keys differ. I feel like Keys kind of, and I, I don't want to castigate, I don't want to try and like put somebody else's opinion out there. I might be saying this a little bit wrong. The way I read it was that for Keys, he was kind of a bitch-ass nigga for doing all that waving a pistol around if he wasn't going to shoot it. For me, he kind of a real-ass nigga for not just murdering that nigga and trying to like, to, to me, that's what you should do to a degree, especially to a nigga who you, pretty sure don't have a gun too like he was pretty confident that nigga didn't have no strap you know what i'm saying now what i will say is if he really had to go back to the car to get that clip he was bugging pulling that pistol out with no clip in it because if you don't have nothing to shoot a nigga with and you pulling a pistol out you just hoping he don't have a pistol because you shooting blanks nigga you got a flag that's gonna say bang that's gonna come out that bitch nigga you better chill but for me the the whole point of what i'm saying is that i think that homie was really just trying to not do nothing he was just trying to get homie away from him and i feel like ultimately that's what we want people with guns to do it's not to just be like oh i got a gun i'm gonna murder you with it right uh but regardless of how you feel about any of that situation um i guess that that lends itself to the question you know do you who do you think do you think that that was too far for him to confront him in that way in public you know what i'm saying on some hostile shit or whatever while he just doing his shopping the next question is, do you think there's a way to go too far? 
Now, my initial answer was just no. And it's still kind of no. As far as like, there's a too far as, as far as you can get so, you can say things that are not funny. They're just offensive or they're just mean or they're just mean spirited or whatever, right? That's definitely a thing. Um, But to what degree things you say give people license to physically, you know what I'm saying, assault you. I don't really know where or confront you. I don't really know where I stand on that, especially when your words don't have any real power beyond just entertainment. I understand why people run up on politicians who promote shit that's like destructive to society. I'm going to be like, you know, why the fuck is Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz, why do you say this? Ted Cruz, why do you do that? Ted Cruz is a piece of shit dickhead and people should run up on Ted Cruz all the time, right? But also, that nigga didn't just walk up to him and target him and be like, hey, bro, why you keep saying all these fat jokes? Like, that to me wouldn't have been as wild to me. The way he did it made it seem like he was on some shit that could have potentially been more, which made it a more heightened and hostile situation that had to be even though he would have been a corny, goofy nigga for confronting him to begin with to me. Because to me, it's like if a nigga make fat jokes and you fat and you don't like it, just don't listen. But, you know, whatever. I think that's why I land where I land on that. But I went and watched the videos and my nigga is more mean than funny and not, I don't ever, I feel like it's kind of like if you listen to basketball players talk about, uh, current players or even former players talking about other basketball players, they try not to not be as criti- uh, critical. That's why I am with this. I'm trying to be a creator. I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to do all this. So for me to come be like, that nigga ain't even funny to me. I'm not trying to be like that. But when I watched his videos, it's like, even the parts that are like kind of funny, like it, it it's a much more hostile take of how we all hate watch six, 600 pound life to me. I've had anyone who watched 600 pound life. None of us watch it on some, Oh, this is an inspiration to weight loss and people who get the, the, the motherfuckers watch it for the spiral. And they watch me like, Oh my God, do you see how much this big motherfucker eats? And da, 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 da. that's why motherfuckers watch it. And that's, he does reaction videos and he got popping off reaction videos to that. But his is kind of mean the whole time. Like, oh, you going to die, you big fat bitch. Like, all this other, like, you know what I'm saying? Why you think you're going to leave your week 17 pizzas? I'm supposed to give a fuck that you going to die next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'd be, like, that raw with it, right? So, maybe for some people, that's too far. And that makes it all okay. But for me, it just doesn't. And as someone who creates content, I don't know that I'll ever... You know, maybe it's due to bias to really give an opinion on it, if you mean. But that's really where I stand on that one. Uh, I just, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that man had right to run up on him regardless. Is basically what it is. Regardless to to any of that shit, he did not have right to run up on that motherfucker. Um, we got one more one more thing, and then we're gonna get out of here, y'all, because your boy is tired. You know what I'm saying? I think this baby is still awake, if I'm being honest with y'all. Uh so you know. We gotta get we gotta get to it. You feel what I'm saying? So um 
Without further ado, white people do this. All right, so today for white people do this, we're going to be uh we're gonna be brought to Twitter where Takis, who's been a, a hot topic on today's podcast, me and Keith <laughs> tagged me in some shit, and it is the whitest of white things. And not the whitest of white things, but it's definitely some only a white person would do this shit. It's it's smart though. I ain't gonna cap. It's smart. It's genius. My nigga them figured out a way. I don't know if it's genius, but it's definitely smart. Alright, I'm gonna pull the video up for y'all. You can you kinda don't need the video. If if you're on the audio part of the podcast, the video just helps. The real name of the cube is the Alamo. It was created by Tony Rosenthal, who was an artist in the 1960s. And it was a gift to the good people of New York City. But the people here in New York City still call it or refer to it as the Astor Place Cube. I moved into the cube a couple years ago. I was getting... And you can Google that if you listen to the audio, if you just really want to kind of see what it is that this nigga... Because this motherfucker, you about to hear it. The cube, you you might want to see. If you Google the pictures, you'll probably be able to see. He said it's called the Alamo, like... Type in Alamo Cube, New York, get a pop. Burnt out and overwhelmed with life in general. So uh, as a writer, I didn't want to leave the city, so I had to find a way to feed off the creative energy of the city and still be out of sight. So I saw the cube, I passed by it one day, and I said, uh, you know, wouldn't it be great for me to live in there? Okay. Let's just stop for just a second. There's this public structure in the middle of New York and this motherfucker's like w- living around, white manning it up, right? He's like, man, life is too hard right now. I'm this is tough, but I don't want to leave New York. I know everybody else is trying to figure out niggas is living on the street. I'm not living on the street. I living on the street in the option for me. Where what can I have that other motherfuckers cannot? And you just gonna see this, and you be like, I'm gonna commandeer that mother. This nigga colonized a public structure in the middle of a park because he didn't want to try anymore. Well, okay, whatever. Let's. It took me a while to transform this cube into an apartment. Uh, this whole cube is made out of rolled steel, and I've, I've covered most of the cube with. Acoustic foam, which insulates the sound. These shapes that you see over here sticking out, like the one I'm sitting on right now, um, I use to sit on and also as a step. They're part of the artist design, so when you see them from the outside, they're indented into the cube. Yeah, the cube spins, and people spin it a lot. It's annoying. Again, you living in a free-ass structure that you just colonized. And you talking about people spin it. They put it there for people to spin, nigga. They didn't put it there for you to live in. The fuck are you talking about? This is the what? I insulated it with insulated with acoustic foam, so to make it more sound because the street because the because the nuisance people who are living around you are too loud, nigga. Global warming gonna come in and they gonna die in there. It starts them stop. 
I, I have so many questions. Anyway. This is my chemical toilet. So it's and stinking that's the there. Toilet, so, so it's stinking there. Chemical toilet. I'm not flushing my shit. I just put some I put some powder on the shit and it eats the shit away. You know what I'm saying? I wonder what it smells like in there while the powder's eating the shit. Shit, probably, on a hot summer shitty day. It's your gross ass. More storage. Uh, I ain't got no socks on in them Converse. Gross. Found this um, climb frame on the street. Uh, put the chain to it. Sit down. Okay, that's There's an alternator behind me, which is hooked up to uh, this car battery. Gives it juice, and it lights up the whole place. Yeah, that's fine. And it keeps me in shape. It's important for me to lead a healthy lifestyle, where so the, I can where stay do you fit. Put toilet tissue in a chemical toilet. I didn't see a roll of tissue. That nigga got shitty. He's active. Uh, I eat well. I play guitar. I write my own songs. It's great living here because I don't have to pay rent. I don't have to uh, pay bills. Pretty much, I'm free to do whatever I want without having to worry about this aspect of life. How does my nigga? Eat? What? He ain't clapping shit in that motherfucker. That's what I know. That's what I told Keys when I first seen this shit. I said, my nigga ain't clapping nothing in this motherfucker. I know he ain't getting no cheeks in that bitch. Keys talking about my nigga ain't even gonna be able to beat no good beat in that bitch. So I said, nigga, go pull his dick out. Nigga, gonna start spinning that bitch. He gonna be looking like that Mr. Krabs me. I'm like, ah. <laughs> That's why he mad, bro. That nigga, nigga, that shit too small for some shit like that. Nigga, he in a hammock, bro. That nigga sleeping in a hammock. Motherfucker start spinning your cube. You on the motherfucking ground. It's so much with that story. Like what? Only white people, bro. And also only white people. Because if he was black living in there, the police would have seen him coming out of that motherfucker two, three times, and they would have been beating his black ass all up and down the street. You can't lay here. They making special benches so homeless people can't lay on a bench at night and sleep. Imagine a world where they like homeless people are such a nuisance that we going to build spiky benches so that they cannot lay down. We only want people who have jobs and homes to sit down for short periods of time so they can take their black asses back to work. Like... <laughs> But not him. Not not Chuck. I don't know his real name, but he doesn't look like a Chuck. He looks like a like a Levi or like a uh something. Something like he's got he's got parents who hate the fact that he's got long hair, but they listen to rock and roll music when they were young. And they were like, My parents don't understand. But now they have like Good jobs and money. Because he said he's good. So his parents probably still sending him money. They probably think he live in a real house. This nigga trying to take different pictures. Different angles to look different. And whatever. That's all I got for y'all man. This has been a long. plenty. Well not super long. You know what I'm saying. But this has been plenty of episode for y'all. I love y'all. And I appreciate y'all for tuning in. This motherfucker like always. Make sure that you subscribe to everything. Make sure that you leave feedback on these motherfuckers. Make sure you leave a review. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you tell your motherfucking friends. If you're not subscribed. Make sure you subscribe for $4.99. I need the $5 bro. That shit is going to help a nigga. Power through the motherfucking world and quit my job and I'll be free from the white man's shackles.
You know what I'm saying? You can be one of my real kids. You can get McDonald's whenever you want. And while you can stun on the mother niggas, I bring you apple pies and shit like that. Me, we talking about I don't even eat apple pies. Throwing it on the ground like, no, nah, you can't have it. Tell your daddy to bring some broke bitch. That's what you could do if you subscribe for the 499 because you be one of my kids and my kids eat McDonald's. You feel what I'm saying? It's been dope. I appreciate y'all as always. I love you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all keep supporting my shit. I keep putting out dope shit or whatever. I got enough feedback to put out a feedback episode soon. I might do that motherfucker tomorrow because I'm off. So you be hearing more from your boy. Love you. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic jack. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Billion. Mm. My gift to gab on us. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth. Billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the... Billion. Yeah, man, you not tuning in there. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and